0: 28K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the Democrats plan a no-confidence vote against Carrie Lam. The US bars the International Criminal Court prosecutor from entering the country. And Boeing claims a software fix will make its 737 MAX one of the world's safest planes. Democratic Party legislator James Toh says his party will table a motion of no confidence against Chief Executive Carrie Lam as she is unfit to lead Hong Kong. Mr Toh says the government's proposal to allow extraditions on a case-by-case basis to anywhere in the world, including mainland China, hits the one country, two systems principle at the core. The veteran Democrat accused Mrs Lam of turning a blind eye to the widespread concerns over the plan. It's time to at least voice out to the public uh, as a party, as a, uh, ha- having a party having uh, several legislators elected by the people to be frank to the people, that uh, our assessment of the C.E. Uh, the continuum of his post would not be beneficial to the overall interests of Hong Kong people, and especially the implementation of one country, two system. Social welfare sector lawmaker Xiu Ka-chun says he doesn't think the pro-Beijing camp has enough votes to relieve him from duty if he's jailed over the 2014 Occupy protests. Under LEGCO rules, a lawmaker who is sentenced to one month or longer in prison can lose their seat if a two-thirds majority vote for them to go. Mr. Xu and eight other Occupy activists will learn their fate on Tuesday when the district court delivers its verdict. He's been charged with inciting others to cause public nuisance. Another defense- Former Democratic Party chairman Lee Wing Tat said he's facing the verdict with a normal heart. He says he plans to write a book about former chief executive C.Y. Lung in jail. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says it's very regrettable and disappointing that the Medical Council rejected the idea of relaxing requirements for foreign doctors taking up positions in the city's public hospitals. She says officials will explore other options to address a shortage of staff and the hospital authority will also work to attract about 100 non-locally trained doctors to practice here under the limited registration scheme. The United States has revoked the entry visa for the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court. Fatou Bensouda has been investigating allegations of war crimes by U.S. forces and their allies in Afghanistan. The U.S. is not a member of the International Criminal Court. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports from Washington. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had warned that the United States was prepared to deny or withdraw visas to any staff from the International Criminal Court who looked into claims against American troops or the country's allies. The ICC confirmed that that has now happened to Ms. Bensouda, but her office insisted that she would continue to do her duties without fear or favour. The chief executive of Boeing, Dennis Muhlenberg, says the firm will do everything needed to re-earn the trust of the public following two deadly crashes of its 737 MAX aircraft. Mr. Muhlenberg acknowledged that a problem with the automated anti-stall system, known as MCAS, contributed to both disasters. But he said a software fix and revised pilot guidelines would make the 737 MAX among the safest planes ever to fly. The history of our industry shows most accidents are caused by a chain of events, this, again, is the case here. Hey, we know we can break one of those chain links in these two accidents. As pilots have told us, erroneous activation of the MCAS function can add to what is already a high workload environment. It's our responsibility to eliminate this risk. We own it, and we know how to do it. Earlier, Ethiopia's transport minister said the plane's automated systems had forced it to nosedive. Sport now, and with a look at the action from the Rugby Sevens, we're joined live by RTHK's Adam Cheung at the Hong Kong Stadium. Hi, Adam. Hi. uh, Now we're watching the opening matches in the Men's World Series qualifier. Germany, Chile, Russia and Ireland have all won their first matches. Hong Kong start their campaign against the Philippines at 1.24 and then against Zimbabwe at 4.30. In the women's world series qualifiers, there was disappointment for Hong Kong as they were matched up against Japan in the quarterfinals this morning. The home side were beaten in twenty seven to seven. Now the big story at this year's sevens of course is that uh, team USA coming in as World Series leaders. Matches in the core competition kick off after five thirty. The US will play their first team against Spain, while the four time defending champion Fiji takes on Kenya in the week of last year's Cup final. And Adam Jones we going live at 107. Thanks, Adam, for that update. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Beijing's trade representative, Vice Premier Liu He has held talks at the White House with U.S. leader Donald Trump. But market hopes that a deal to end the nine-month trade war proved unfounded. Mr. Trump said agreement was in sight but would take about another four weeks, and he will not meet President Xi Jinping before then. Still, he said, relations between the countries were strong. The relationship with China uh, is very strong, probably the strongest it's ever been, in a sense, and yet we're negotiating a strong deal. But I think our relationship is at a point that's about at the highest it's been. A New Zealand High Court judge has ordered that the man accused of killing 50 people at two mosques in Christchurch last month must undergo two psychiatric tests to determine if he's fit to plead. The Australian man, Brenton Tarrant, listened to the charges against him from a maximum security prison. The BBC's Howell Griffith reports. Brenton Tarrant appeared via a video link from the prison in Auckland where he's being held. He listened intently as the 89 charges against him were set out. The courtroom in Christchurch was packed, some of the people injured in the attack and relatives of the victims came to watch. The judge ordered that two reports be carried out to assess Brenton Tarrant's mental health. He was remanded in custody and is due to appear in court again on June 14th. The U.S. House of Representatives has voted to end American support for Saudi-led military action in Yemen. The vote is being seen as a major rebuke for Donald Trump over his policy towards Saudi Arabia. Speaking before the vote, the Democrat representative Lloyd Doggett said that the U.S. government had aided war crimes in Yemen. The blood of innocence stains this Trump administration. And while the Trump family pals around with the Saudis, Saudi murderers, the blood continues to flow in the world's worst humanitarian disaster. Only last week, four years after the first Saudi assault on Yemen, they killed another group of children at a hospital, apparently with American bombs. Meanwhile, the World Food Programme has appealed for urgent access to wheat stocks in Yemen, cut off by months of fighting. The grain in the Red Sea mills in the port of Hodeida should feed nearly 4 million people. The BBC's Lysa Dusit has this report. A UN team with 120 workers was on its way to the Red Sea mills this week to finally start fumigating this precious wheat. But the Houthis, who control most of hudaydah stopped it from crossing into an area in the hands of Yemen's Saudi-backed government, saying it wasn't safe. Urgent talks are now underway, but with each day that passes, concern mounts that these vital supplies are rotting away. The World Food Programme is now scaling up its operations to avert the risk of famine. One of the largest wildfires on record in South Korea has been declared a national emergency. At least two people have been killed and more than 100 houses destroyed by the flames, which have been spread by strong winds. Thousands of people have been evacuated. Authorities in Seoul have sent thousands of soldiers with helicopters and military fire engines to help tackle the blaze near Gosong in the mountainous northeast near the border with North Korea. A large-scale study by British and Chinese researchers is debunking. Previous research claims that moderate alcohol consumption gives drinkers some protection from strokes. A genetic study of 160,000 people in China over 10 years indicates that one or two alcoholic drinks a day increases the risk of stroke by up to 15%. More from the BBC's Philippa Roxby. It is already known that heavy drinking is harmful to health and increases stroke risk. But there has been a question mark over the impact of light to moderate drinking. By tracking people of Chinese ancestry, many of whom are unable to drink because of their genetic makeup, researchers were able to assess the direct effects of alcohol intake on stroke risk, unrelated to other lifestyle factors. They found that one or two drinks a day, equivalent to a standard glass of wine or a bottle of beer, slightly increased stroke risk by 10 to 15%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Democrats plan a no-confidence vote against Carrie Lam. The US bars the International Criminal Court prosecutor from entering the country. And Boeing claims a software fix will make its 737 MAX one of the world's safest planes. That's the news from RTHK. Climate change has led to an increased frequency of extreme rainstorms lack of maintenance for slopes and retaining walls will heighten the risk of landslides resulting in property damage and even casualties owners must regularly maintain the slopes and retaining walls under their responsibility and should clear debris in drainage channels after rainstorms to reduce landslide risk safer slopes safer living no matter where you live don't put up unauthorized building works Casual alterations or additions not only affect structural safety, but are illegal too. Whether for village houses or other private buildings, the Buildings Department takes immediate enforcement action and serves removal orders against new and in-progress unauthorized building works. To install green and amenity facilities in village houses, always comply with related requirements. For details, browse bd.gov.hk.